thank you for tuning in to the 127th episode of Barbershop Sports Talk with me, your host, Daryl D. Lane. As always, being recorded from Murphy Hall, John Carroll University, University Heights, Ohio. Thank you for listening, whether it be via Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Google Music, and WJC Radio Saturday morning. Appreciate all y'all tuning in. Gonna have a great show today. Gonna have my brother, Scotty Johnson, on in about 10 to 12 minutes. Uh, Gonna be really interesting to see what Scotty has to say. So much stuff has happened in the NBA the last past couple days. Uh, 76ers just got shellaxed by the Milwaukee Bucks. The uh, Houston Rockets beat the Los Angeles Lakers. You're looking at big trades. D'Angelo Russell going to the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Clippers pulling Isaiah Thomas and Marcus Morris out of their you-know-whats. Andre Godagla going to the Miami Heat. The Houston Rockets trading away Clint Capella. But here's where I want to start. You see, in life, uh, we, all, we always talk about, right, right, you need to be a trailblazer. You need to do stuff a different way, right? Daryl Morey, super smart, super analytics guy. He's like, let's go do threes, threes, three and D. But there's going against the grain, and there's just doing something that is nonsensical, idiotic, and quite frankly, stupid. You know? Uh, and sometimes it can work, but it makes no sense. The Houston Rockets, for the remainder of the season, will start somebody 6-6 at center. P.J. Tucker, who is also their best perimeter defender. <laughs> Could make an argument it's Robert Covington now, Robert Covington, but some people would say it's P.J. Tucker. One of your best perimeter defenders is going to have to play center, and he's 6-6. Now, could Houston win the championship? Maybe. I don't know. They're probably the third best team in the West, if you ask me right now. I'd have the Lakers, one. The Clippers, two. Houston, three. But let me ask you this. When the guy at work says, hey, how about we come to work late, 30 minutes late, every day, and then about in two months, let's ask our boss for a raise. Let's hope he moves us up in management. It's like, okay, buddy, you can do that. But it's probably not going to work. It's like, hey, final exams, midterms, you know you know what we should do? Let's not study. Let's do nothing but smoke weed and drink alcohol. Let's actually come to class under the influence, come to class 20 minutes late, and let's see if we can pass the test. Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be something? In what world does that make sense? Now, I guess there's some alternate universe where that situation works. Hey, let me cheat on my wife. Hey, hey, let me cheat on my wife. And see if she'll stay with me. <laughs> right, right, right? Could it happen? Yeah, is it likely? No. You see, let's start a 6'6 guy at center. And let's see if he can check Anthony Davis in a playoff series. Okay. You can try to do that. Let's see how that works for you. Let's start a 6'6 guy at center and see if he can choke, uh, check Nikola Jokic in a playoff series. God bless you. God bless you all. Hey, let's start a 6'6 guy at center and see if he can be a rim protector. <laughs> right? Let's see if he can be a rim protector. Let's see if he can stop LeBron James from getting to the paint. Let's see if P.J. Tucker at 6'6 can stop LeBron James from getting to the rim. Let's see if I can beat you one-on-one, -on -one, blindfolded, and we can bet $100 on it. Let's see. Why not? Hey, 
Let's see if I can drive on the highway with closing my eyes and let's see if I make it home. Let's see. Why, why, why not? You see, there, there are things that are illogical and irrational. It, it makes no sense. We're going to trade away Clint Capella, one of the better rim protectors and one of the better centers in the league. Good shot blocker, good roller to the rim. And let's trade him for Robert Covington just because Robert Covington's a 3 and D guy and that's what the league needs to do. More 3 and D guys, right? Analytics rules. It makes absolutely no sense at all. In fact, it's it's, it's an asinine proposition. And Houston will pay for doing this. There will be a playoff series. Could be first round, second round. And, and you know what? Maybe shooting threes and like, like, let's shoot 53s a game. Maybe that beats the Lakers or the Clippers. Maybe that's possible in an alternate universe. But what are the odds, right? What are the odds that happens? What are the odds that that really happens? And what are the odds if you do if you beat the Lakers or Clippers once and let's say in the second round? What are the odds that you beat them again in the conference finals? And then what are the odds? Oh my God, you beat the Milwaukee Bucks. The odds aren't very strong. Houston, Daryl Morey, Mike D'Antoni, I don't know what they're doing, but they're pushing their chips all in on an idea that I don't believe is functional and an idea that works. Now, here's something to me that does make sense that a lot of people don't think makes sense. And by the way, we're going to have Scotty Johnson on the show in about five to ten minutes, right? So, right, the San Francisco 49ers lost uh, the Super Bowl to the Kansas City Chiefs uh, this past Sunday. And uh, the, recently, Tim Z has all these videos. 49ers, they're partying, right, bro? They're partying. They got Liddy. You know who was performing? Little Wayne. And then some people, you know, I see a lot of people on national TV. Uh, Skip Bayless, Shannon Sharp, uh, Rob Parker, everybody's like, oh my God, you can't do this. You can't do this. How could you do this after a loss? What do you have to celebrate? I wouldn't do that. Well, I'm not going to say that it's, you know, the best optics for the San Francisco 49ers to be getting quote unquote lit after they just get outscored 21 to zero in the fourth quarter of a Super Bowl. But there's a couple things to remember. One, San Francisco 49ers, they already paid for the Lil Wayne concert. So you're really going to book Lil Wayne and then everybody's going to like, oh, well, you're going to just give Lil Wayne his money back and not pay him? I mean, I guess you could do that. The York family, the San Francisco 49ers owner, right? They have enough money. They're bi billionaires. They have enough money to do that, but that's not smart money. I mean, you don't give away millions of dollars to people and be like, okay, we didn't do this. It's, it's like when mom and dad have a vacation and they're like, hey, we're, you know, we're going. And then you fight, you get in a fight at school, right? And let's say you have to bring four people. And then you get in a fight at school and you get suspended. Like, ah, oh, well, let's just cancel the whole trip. Let's just cancel the whole trip. You might just leave Johnny home. You might just leave Johnny home. And mom, dad, and Susie, and, and little and big sister Susie, they get to go to the Bahamas. Just little Johnny gets left behind and has to hang with grandma. But mom, dad, and Susie ain't staying back and being like, okay, can't give, give back the flight. Get the hotel cost, everything we have planned. Let's not do it. No, that doesn't make sense. And I think it's also important to remember the NFL, particularly San Francisco 49ers, they're a relatively young team and they're full of people, young men, 29 to 30. Like, I don't even think Jimmy Garoppolo's 30 yet. Kyle Shanahan's a young head coach, and he admires Lil Wayne. He named his son Carter after Lil Wayne, for God's sake. I mean, when did Lil Wayne become big? Lil Wayne became, a lot of people, Lil Wayne was at his hype, probably like, oh, so let's even say 07, right? Mainstream. Might even be wrong about that. Let's say 2007. If you were 27 right now, like 2000, how long 2007 was? 2020, like 13 years ago. If you were, let's say 30. If you were 30, 13 years ago, you're like 18, you're 18, 17. You're a high school, college kid. Literally, all the San Francisco 49ers players, 
I guarantee you, they probably grew up listening to Lil Wayne, whether it's workout music, uh, going to parties in college and high school, whatever, right? So they know who Lil Wayne is. So you get to have him perform live to you, have a couple drinks in you, right? Get a, a little alcohol, right? Alcohol makes you forget a lot of stuff. Yeah, I can see how they get lit. Would I have done the same thing? Yes, I probably would have done the same thing. I'm not going to lie, because you want to know what? Sometimes you want to forget about the bad stuff and just want to have a good time. Wives, girlfriends, fans, uh, uh, friends, family, brothers, sisters, your, your buddies. Just hang out. Have a good time. The season is over. The season is over. There is no more. Right? The, the season's over. So have a good time. They're all young guys. You know, this is the opportunity of a lifetime. Make the most of it. I don't have a problem with it. Now, does it look the best that this got out? No, but it did, and they'll all have to live with it. And now, you know what they have to do? Bust their butts next year and get back to the Super Bowl and have another little Wayne party, but this time, they win. That's all. Now, cut them next, after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk, we're going to have my brother, Scotty Johnson, on the show. Cut them next, after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Oh, we're back with Barbershop Sports Talk, and we have my brother, Scotty. Scotty Johnson. How you doing, Scotty? I'm doing good. How you doing, bro? I'm doing good. Now, Scotty, the first thing I have to ask you, right? NBA trade, trade trade deadline just passed. Okay. Yes. Biggest trade happened Wednesday, in my opinion, the one that was the most interesting to me. Jimmy Butler, uh, she's not Jimmy Butler, Andre Godogla to the Miami Heat. Does this make the Miami Heat a contender now in the East? Does it make them a contender? Uh, to me, honestly, I think they were already contenders pretty much like before. Like I think like before they had a shot at being like a team like Boston or Philly, or even maybe in Milwaukee. I feel like they were like capable of being being like a top four. Definitely making a championship run with them without Heat, but now even with Heat, that just adds more. You know, and they got it for two years, so that just adds more fuel to the fire. So I feel like it just, it just, you know, heightened. It just made their chances better. I feel like I feel like they already been a playoff team before that. Now, my, my biggest reaction about this too is you now have another guy, right? He's not scared of the moment. I mean, for God's sake, he's guarded LeBron one on one in playoff series. I mean, he's practiced against Kevin Durant the last uh, four or five years. Uh, known as a credited lockdown defender. Not only that, you have another guy in Jimmy Butler who's not afraid. It doesn't seem like all the young guys from Miami, they're, they're afraid. I mean, they, they just have no no conscience. You know, uh, Bam, uh, Tyler Hero, uh, none. What, how surprised are you that Miami is kind of now, they went from a team that I thought if you told me they didn't make the playoffs this year, I'd be like, okay, that makes sense, dude. They're live in this. I mean, you got to give credit to their um, the front office and how the way they develop talent. You know what I mean? Like, everybody, after ever LeBron, after LeBron's last year in Miami, excuse me, a lot of people thought that, you know, they were going to go on the downhill, but they actually haven't, actually. They stay relevant, kind of. They made it to the playoffs almost every year. And it is real. The only thing they've been missing, kind of, is a player like a Jimmy Butler or like a D, somebody that's like, uh, superstar talent, or like a you know a B level talent, or A level talent, really. Ever since LeBron and D Wade left, and even like after they left, Chris Bosh left too. So you gotta give credit to their front, to their front office, and how the way they they draft and develop the talent. Cause they had drafted Kendrick Nunn, who I think I don't even think they drafted him. I think they he was he went undrafted. Cause he he was he been playing he been around in the summer league. He was around the summer league last year, so he's been around. Like he's been around. He just he was undrafted. I think he holds the most rank, most points for a rookie that's been undrafted. So yeah, he definitely got it. Like I love it. Like I definitely love it. I I, I really believe they like contenders now. Like real live contenders. And they've been like this since LeBron, LeBron years. Are the Miami Heat? Uh, because I was really thinking about this. The way we talk, we're talking about the Heat right now. It's kind of like how we always talk about the Spurs. Like it doesn't matter if Kawhi's there, Tim Duncan. 
Tony Parker, Modern Ginobili. They just kind of figure out how to win games, and they just rebuild. Uh, don't always get the biggest free agents, but, you know, build through the draft, develop their guys. Is that kind of like what Miami's doing? I'm sorry, say that question again, bro. Is Miami kind of the Spurs of the East in terms of, you know, how they have that culture? You know, they develop the young guys, bring guys in, the guys get in used to the system, and they start playing well. Um, yeah, you could say that. I probably wouldn't say that, though, yet. If they can win a couple of championships, they ain't got to be, like, repeat. But they can sneak a couple of championships, like, you know, on this. But they keep that young core together with Jimmy Butler and Iggy leading the way. If they can keep that together, I think they can be like a San Antonio. But I do agree, like, they like San Antonio as far as, like, developing, like, you know, talent. Only difference is San Antonio developed a lot of foreign players, which made which made them different in their own way, you know, back then. And it's like, yeah, you kind of see the same thing in Miami. It's just it's younger players. So, yeah, I, I think they, they got to sneak a couple of championships, though, like, to, like, fully get that, you know, to fully get that title spread. I'd say they more, like, they're more like a Houston, kind of, always decent, you know, always make some playoff noise, but don't never, like, you know, go nowhere, like, outside, like, the, you know, like, second round, maybe first round, to know they get. I mean, Miami finds guys. I mean, even Josh Richardson, who's with Philly right now, nobody knew who Josh Richardson was before he went to Miami. <laughs> like. Yeah, you, I mean, you're right, you're right. They, they, they definitely, they're definitely, they're putting on, they're putting on, and I like, I like the fact that you got like a player like the Jimmy Butler who's like, after last season, he was deemed as somebody who basically, you know, is his way or the highway. But those young guys, they, they like it, you know, like they got a good like just culture all around, good great culture all around down there. Yeah, like. I think they definitely, I think they can make some noise. I, I hope they make some noise. I hope they make it at least to the conference finals. Do you, if they do that, they have to play the books. Do you think Jimmy Butler's been disrespected, really? Because I, I feel like, you know, it even goes to me, too. I'm part of the problem. Like, I didn't think they, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't make the playoffs, and now they're here. We're, we're talking about they can make the finals. I think a lot of people, they don't necessarily view Jimmy Butler in the tier of guys like LeBron, Kawhi, Giannis, but... He's doing something impactful-wise that those guys would be doing, having their team and championship up playoff contention. And I really feel like a part of that is how the way he um he comes off in the media, or like if he gets like you know like over these like it's really just I feel like all that really that disrespect really stems from his time in Minnesota and how the way it ends. Not even so much like. You know, he was in Minnesota and he, like, you know, all the stuff was going on with him and his teammates. But I'm saying, like, as far as how the way that ended, like, I think that's what, like, you know, because then the spotlight was on him and it was going around that, you know, his teammates then, like, playing with him that he was too hard on his teammates. But Jimmy's just that type of player, like, he's going to tell you the real and he's going to try to get the best out of you. And just like, and I, I think that's what those young guys respect the most, you know, like, they respect that they have a bet who's not only, like, you could arguably he's a superstar, because to me, you could argue that Jimmy's one of that top-tier players now. You could argue, like you said, he's doing what all these, what all these other superstars are doing. So, But I was, but what I'm saying is, like, they have a player that's a vet, that's a great talent, you know, a good hard worker, and he, set, he sets the tone for the organ, for, like, the team, you know, and you need a player like that. And that goes to show you why they're in the position they're in right now. Yeah, Jimmy Butler definitely has that mama mentality. <laughs> he has that mama mentality. He's about to work. I, I love it. Now, I, I do want to talk to you about this, Scotty, right? Do you think Philadelphia will end up regretting uh, re-signing Tobias Harris and letting Jimmy Butler walk? Because right now, Jimmy Butler's a top 10 player in the NBA. Tobias Harris is not. Could I not make the argument that a lot of the issues Philly would have, maybe Jimmy Butler could be the one that gets through to Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. I really can't see. I really can't see him regretting it because Philly has been through so much as far as with their drive picks and you know, the players getting hurt for more than one season. So like, mm, I don't know. I don't think they will because they didn't already then you know had their little rough patches with like trying to rebuild their team. So 
No, I don't think they'll have, like, regrets. I think they'll just learn, do what they did from, like, the other previous picks and stuff and mistakes and just learn from it. Because I, I can understand why they went with somebody like Tobias Harris because he fits the system better than Jimmy Butler does. But Jimmy, I will agree that Jimmy Butler is the better player. But I do think Tobias fits their system and fits their culture more than Jimmy Butler does. Now I want to talk to Philly because Philly, <laughs> Philly is an anomaly, Scotty. Like, I, I don't understand... Uh, <laughs> you know, like, th- there's something wrong. Uh, uh, this is the way I would say it. It's like, you have the prettiest girl in the room, uh, beautiful, smart, nice to talk to, but uh, 30 years old has never been married. Something's wrong there. Like, like something doesn't add up. Philadelphia, they have Joel Embiid, arguably the best big man in, in the league. You have Ben Simmons, an, all, an all-world guard. He can do almost everything except for shoot, and he still refuses to shoot, which I don't understand. You have Tobias Harris, a really good player. Josh Richardson can play lockdown D. You have Al Horford, who's one of the most underrated players in the NBA. And you have Brett Brown, who's a solid coach. And they are the sixth seed in the East. The sixth seed. Indiana is better than them, and Indiana's been without their best player for most of the year. How can you explain this, Scotty? I mean, the only way to explain it is they haven't been with, they haven't been playing together as a team, and I think that comes on the coaching. I think Barry Brown is overrated as a coach. Like that's probably a hot take, but I, I I think he's overrated as a coach because he can't he can't get them to get on the same page, and that's one thing about being a coach is that you got to get all the players on the exact same page on the exact same page. Why isn't Ben Simmons shoot, shooting now? And I feel like, I always say he can shoot, he just don't take the shot. Because if you see him work out and stuff like that, he can knock down the shot. The shot ain't no problem. It's just really having that confidence to take him and to like, you know, to like find like a, a spot, find your, speech, find your sweet spot on the court. So I think that it comes down to the coaching. I feel like the only player who really does, who really don't got a problem just doing their thing is Joel. And I like his, and let me speak on Joel for a minute because I like his, transition I like how the way he transitioned from last season into this season. Like if you think about it, you haven't really heard about no Joel and B like you haven't heard him joking and stuff, like being funny. Like ever since that playoffs loss to Kawhi and the Raptors last season, you could tell like it humbled him. So like he's taking things more seriously. He has a different approach to the game now. Like, you know what I mean? And I feel like he's the only player that like that that to me he's the only one that showed that he really wants it. That he gets it. He even tried to get everybody on the same page, but at the same time, he young too. Like, at the end of, that's why, at the end of the day, it falls on the coach. And I, I really think it's the coach. Either they gonna, they need to fire Brad Brown, or he need to, he need to, he need to get some players to do something. I don't know, cause you're right, something don't add up. They should be at least three. Scotty, they have the talent to beat Milwaukee. Like, like, well, let's be honest. If this team is at their fullest potential, they can win the NBA championship. They were my they were my preseason picks. I felt like they got a good had a good shot to go to the finals at the East. And, and and maybe this is the issue. Maybe Brett Brown's their friend and he's not their coach. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe they need somebody like Greg Popovich who's mean. And, and like I, maybe they like Brett Brown too much. I don't know. Maybe Brett Brown can't communicate to them. But when your coach says Ben Simmons shoot and Ben Simmons literally refuses to shoot, that is the craziest thing I've. I can't even conceive that, Scotty. And that says a lot. That says a lot about a player and the coach. If you if you a coach, you telling your player to do something and you still won't do it. Like I said, either his either his shot is really that bad and he really can't shoot, or he just don't respect the coach enough to like to, to buy in. And that's why I say, bro, like at the end of the day, it all falls out on the coach because you ain't even got to necessarily be mean like a coach pop. You can be like a Brad Stevenson, who knows how to get his players on the same page, no matter how old, how young. He knows how to, you know, rally them and get them on the same page. And at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. You need that type of coach to win a championship. Like, what they don't say about Phil Jackson or Steve Kerr or Pop is that these these coaches, they might not be good talent developers, but they are good at getting the players on the same page and focusing on the bigger picture. You know what I mean? And Pop, Kerr, and Phil, all three different coaching philosophies. So, like, you're not getting, like, the same type of, you know, you're getting one that, I guess you could argue, like, you know, you're getting one that's 
an angry vibe. Not even an angry vibe, just more military-minded, more straight, and a coach pop. And then with a field and a Steve Kerr, you get more player-friendly. Like, they're more like they, they're for the players. But they, like I said, at the end of the day, all three of those coaches know how to get players on the same page and need, need that to win. Would your first, well, here's about, let, let's say this. If we're playing like, you know, vote, you have to vote somebody off the island, right? There's Brett Brown, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons. Who's the first person you're getting rid of? Probably I go Brett Brown because I'm a firm believer that, a lot of people don't believe this, but I'm a firm believer. All Ben Simmons got to do is start taking jumpers. He ain't got to hit him like, at like a, a great rate. He's got to hit him at like a smooth rate. Because that's all he has to do. All he got to do is get his scoring percentage, his scoring numbers up. Other than that, I really feel like those two can win the t- they can win titles together. It's just like I said, they have to be on the same page. They have to like one, and not even just Ben Simmons too. Joel too. Like he got to start, you know, demanding, demanding more and posting up on the block more than like you know waiting on the three. But the only reason why he waits, like one of the reason why he trails. And take those threes is because Ben doesn't take them, so it's like you can't blame him. So I, I definitely say Brett Brown. If I could choose somebody other than the coach, probably this. Now I do want to talk about the Bucks who dominated the Seventy Sixers today. Okay. And, and like Scotty, I personally, I'm, I'm still really not a believer of the Bucks. For some reason, I still don't think they're going to make it out the East. The Bucks remind me, Scotty, so much of those oh nine ten. Cleveland Cavaliers teams with LeBron James that lost the Celtics and the Magic. That's really what these Bucks remind me of. And I just don't think, think they can do it, even though all they do is blow out everybody. I mean, they beat the Lakers. Uh, they beat they beat the 76ers. Like, they're beating everybody. Best defense in the league have the has the player playing at the highest level. Do uh, you think I should just become a believer in Milwaukee? I mean, you know what they say. You ain't a believer. They can make you a believer. All they gotta do is win. <laughs> but nah, you got you. You. I mean, they definitely. Excuse me. They definitely remind me of those teams from back in the day, from those early Cavs teams, or even like when LeBron came back. Because out of the way, Giannis got guarded last season in the playoffs. It was basically out of the way other teams guarded LeBron. Like a lot of people think Kawhi and the Toronto Raptors did it. Boston did it too. They just didn't have the defenders. Tall and tall and long enough, like to to keep up with Giannis. You know what I mean? So like, they ran they ran the defense the exact same way. It was a wall by the time Giannis got to the rim. But it's just also though his teammates helped out too. So, but as far as being a believer, you ain't a believer. you you not a believer for all the right reasons. You know they still they still got stuff to prove. This season, though, I think they I think they I think they I think they can I think they can. It's better than last season because also Kawhi's out of the East too. So, and you think about it, who's in the East that, that can stop, that can beat the Bucks, that can that you can legit say can beat the Bucks? Like who? Other than Boston? I wouldn't be surprised if Miami did it. To tell you the truth, I can't even see Miami beating them because they don't have anybody that can stop. Be honest. I I think Butler and Iguodala can slow him down. Maybe possibly. Yes, I would be a believer then, Scotty. I bet. They don't make it to the final, just for you. <laughs> I hope so not. Uh, okay, now, I want to talk about the other trade. Okay. Marcus Morris and Isaiah Thomas to the Clippers, and they keep shamming. How good of a trade is this for the Clippers? Because this just made the Clippers even more scarier, in my opinion. You know, you know what's crazy? What? Last season, 
when the uh, free agency was still going, you know Marcus Morris was a free agent, right? Yes. He he was signed to Crush Sports, and then he he let he fired Rich Paul as his agent, and then I think I think he's like with Clutch Sports. But the reason I say I bring that up is because the reason why he fired him, and this is just a report, this is allegedly, allegedly the reason why he fired him is because he locked, he blocked him from signing with the Clippers for the, the free agency. And he already knew that, you know, the Browns was already in LA, AD was already coming. Like, he knew that was like, mess up his, you know, LeBron's chances of winning, uh, basically like, you know, winning the championship for most of it, going to the finals every year for the most part. So he blocked it. He like persuaded him not to go with the Clippers, and he like kind of like got mad at him for that. That's allegedly though. So yeah, I, I just find it funny that he made it back. He found his way back to the like he found his way to the Clippers like this team, and it makes them very, 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 very more dangerous. Even my pick earlier to win the championship, they steal my pick. Steal, steal, steal my pick. I know the Lakers. You know they. A lot of people think the Lakers gonna do it. I feel like they got the energy behind them to do it, but I, I, I just picked the Clippers. That's just who I am. So like, I'm not going. You know, I'm not going to switch sides. I'm gonna still stay with the Clippers. And I think like now, by them adding Morris, I just add another dog to their to their squad. So now you got another player who can guard basically any any position on the perimeter, and could probably check a couple of bigs too. Not a lot, but you could probably check a five or a nine in. So you know. Oh, I have a question for you. Go ahead, ask it, Scotty. How you feel about PJ Tucker playing the five now? <laughs> you know, it's really interesting, Scotty. Uh, and it's kind of my same feel. It's almost like uh, this is the way I would equate it to Scotty. You're going to class, and all you say is, "Before I go to class, I'm not gonna st- before you have a test." I'm just going to drink a bunch of beer. I'm going to smoke a lot of weed. I'm not going to study, but I'm going to go to the test and try to pass. It's completely illogical. It makes no sense, but maybe you can do it if you're that smart. I don't know. Like, what what the Rockets are doing is illogical. To me, that makes no sense, but they're going all in. And they're like, we're going to do it. It doesn't make sense, but maybe it works. For sure. I just wanted your take on that because I've been seeing that that's like been the meme of the Day all day, bro. PJ Tucker, hear me that today and yesterday. I just want, I just want to know your take on it. Now the other trade, the other big trade that we had, D'Angelo Russell to the Timberwolves for Andrew Wiggins. Wow, my friend actually sent me a DM about that one when it happened. I'm, I don't know what to make of this, Scotty. Uh, it's very confusing. I, I don't, I don't get it. Uh. What are your thoughts, Scotty? What's your reaction? Well, the friend I told you, you know, my friend said it to me. He knows that I'm a, uh, I'm a big, I'm a big Andrew Wiggins fan. I, I think that like those years, people say he was, you know, on the downslide was part of the fact that you know he's playing with Jimmy Butler. Not saying Jimmy Butler was a bad teammate, but like I said, like you know they, they didn't get along with him, so I feel like that hurt his game. Same with Cat, but back to Andrew. I felt like, you know, I always felt like he was a solid NBA player. So, to me, I like the trade for both teams. I think that by going to stake, not having KD or Iggy, they have somebody, they have another three now, a replacement kind of, not somebody who, quote-unquote, better, but he fits like that system. I feel like he fits that system perfect because he can shoot the three, he's athletic, he can get to the bucket. He's not a ball hog, and he can, he can play defense when he wants to. And since he's in Golden State, they're going to make him play defense. So, yeah, I like I like that for Golden State. And then even for D'Lo going back to Minnesota. You know, D'Lo and Cat and Devin Booker have been talking about playing with each other for a minute. And it's funny that for the past couple of years they've been talking about it. His, his interviews on YouTube about, like, all three of them together. I think it's for Slam, uh, a Slam channel. But... They all talked about how they all three of them wanted to play together. And I find it funny that two of them is there in Minnesota now. So, with that being said, I like I like both. You know, like I said, I like it for both sides. But so now I think that Devin Booker, I think he's a free agent next year. Not this season, but the season after that. I think it is this season, though. But he's a free agent some, somewhere in these next two years. 
I think they're going. I think that's going to be the new next new young big three. Really? You book and cat, yes. And, I think that's going to be the next big three in Minnesota. Yeah, in Minnesota. How many games was that one, Scotty? <laughs> really? On paper, if we looking at it on paper, that should be at least fifty. It should be at least fifty. I mean, I mean, only one of them plays defense, though. <laughs> I guess, I say, I say two, I say two, I say two. I, I, I guess Dev plays when he wants to. I was about to say, I give it to D Book and Cat. I get D Book. I definitely give it to D Book because it's just his team losing. The reason why D Book don't get the respect he deserves, but his team just losing, and that's a, it's a team effort. It can't just all be on him. You know what I mean? So that's all. Book is a good defender. He's a good defender. I'll sleep on D-Book, man. <laughs> okay, Scotty. Now, Scotty. Uh, and it really, this is a lot of people have still been debating, right? Is LeBron James still the best player in the NBA? I just mentioned, I think Giannis is playing at the highest level. In my personal opinion, I still, st- still think Kawhi's better when Kawhi goes all in. Who do you have, Scotty? We're at the midseason point right now, midpoint of the NBA season. Who's your best player in the NBA? This season, my best player, that's a good question, bro. You got the names you named, like, two names, Jay, not James Harden, but Kawhi and Giannis, those two, they definitely, like, it's a, it's a, it's a toss to, I even throw James Harden there, too. I'll throw James Harden there, too. But if I had to choose, it'll definitely, it'll, it'll, it'll probably have to go with Giannis. Definitely going on it. Every year his numbers go up. His team improves every year. They stay top five in offense and defense efficiency. So his team is winning. I feel like what messes Kawhi up is that is that load management. So like we don't get to see him like be as consistent as Giannis. But that's the only reason I give it to Giannis more so than Kawhi because he plays more and he doesn't care. Like you know he, he has a passion for the game. Kind of like. Kawhi do too, but I feel like Kawhi's body is not built like Giannis neither. Like to go like up against like that, and to go up against what he goes through every single night. So I definitely had to get to Giannis. I picked the Kumpo. Now the top four you mentioned was Kawhi, Giannis, uh, mm-hmm. James Harden. You did not mention LeBron. Yes. So is LeBron your fourth best player in the NBA? You think Harden's better than LeBron's, Scotty? Nah, this ain't no particular order. It was just like... Oh, oh okay. Like, I was about to say. Well, no. Well, the best. I feel like Giannis is the best, but those people like, like you know, like LeBron, James, and Kawhi, and even I throw in 82. I throw in Anthony Davis, too. Those players are like, they haven't like, they haven't like this season. Like, you know, everybody numbers going up. Like something like... Like all the game and their statistics, like a statistic category improved. LeBron's leading the league in assists. AD leading the league in blocks. Like James Harden leading the league in scoring. Giannis scoring, rebounding, assists, and field goal percentage went up. Like you know what I mean? Like they're all having great years. But like I said, like if I had to choose one, like for midseason, I give it to Giannis. And the only reason I can't say LeBron, but is because LeBron's like performing. He still get the numbers, but the performance level is not the same. It's not the same. You know what I mean? Like the twenty-five, he averaging now is not. It's not the same twenty-five he averaged like when he was in Cleveland. Like the first thing, like you feel me? It's, di- it's different. Like levels to it. It's like it's like with the eye. I call it using the eye test. Some numbers can't show you. You feel me? Now, now, Scotty, if you recall, uh, I, I told you that story when somebody told me that Luca was a top five player in the NBA. Right? Remember that, Scotty? Well, we ended up getting an argument. Tell me this really quickly, Scotty. Is Luca better than Joel Embiid? Oh my gosh! Excuse me. Ooh, that's a good one. Oh, is Luca better than Joel? As a player? Mm. Mm. See, I have to see. It's hard for me to choose that, bro, because it's hard for me to compare. Is he... I have to take Luca because he can do more. But I would, but I like Joel's NBA game for center. Is he better than 
Paul George and Jimmy Butler? No. Okay. <laughs> Scotty's like, no. No. At least not yet. Potential to be? Definitely. Not yet. Not yet. Nah, because also, though, in certain games, though, and certain teams that Luka play against, bro, like a team like the Clippers, bro, he'll still get his 30, but it, it won't be as efficient as it would be against, like, a Warriors team or, like, a Phoenix team. You know what I mean? Like, when he plays, like, teams with, like, solid defenders, bro, he struggles. He still struggles, like, a lot. And it's not like, and you could tell, like, the only reason he getting the buckets he and the points he getting now is because he has to bring, like, so, nah, nah. You got to get to the point. I feel like it's only, you got to get to a point where you can still have your averages, you know, be cool, and you can still be efficient. You still got to be efficient with it, you know what I mean? Like, when you're going up against good defenders, that's what makes make KD feel great at scoring, the fact that he could be still be efficient, like going up against great defenders, so. Yeah, I'm not giving it to Luke. Not yet. Not yet. Potential? Definitely potential. Definitely potential. Now, Scotty, uh, we have NBA All-Star Weekend, and I do have to ask you this. Uh, Bradley Bill was talking about about a week or two, or, uh, week, a week or two ago about how he was disrespected. How was uh, He said, the real ones know. <laughs> That's what he said about how he felt disrespected about being left out of the All-Star game. Do you think Bradley Bill was disrespected? How disrespected on a one to ten, Scotty? Say that again. How disrespected should he feel on a one to ten? A one to ten, probably a ten, bro, because he was an all star last year. Really? <laughs> I think he might have been. That's what I'm saying. Like I, he has all the right in his mind, and all the right in his mind to be upset. Cause it's like, how we go from this back to this? That's how he feel. That's how he looking at it. But like. If you just look at, but if you look at the players who got in, like, I don't know, like, Bam Adebayo. You think he should be there over Bradley Bill? <laughs> or not even, or not, we can't even use Bam, because he's a forward. What about Kyle Lowry? Kyle Lowry's winning. And that's, and that's the thing, bro. Like, are we basing it on winning or individual play? Because... Let's be real, the Toronto Raptors aren't winning because of Kyle Lowry, they're winning because of Siakam. <laughs> like, let's be honest, like, you know what I mean? Like, if anything, I feel like, nah, I was going to say, if anything, I feel like OG could be an all-star, but that, cause that's one of my favorite players on the team, so I have personal, personal side notes. But I, I, I definitely have Bradley Beal over Kyle Lowry, or even the Devin Booker over Kyle Lowry, definitely over Kyle Lowry. Definitely, bro. Now, how disrespected should Devin Booker feel that he got left off the All-Star ballot? I feel like he Give some names, Scotty. I feel like Chris Paul shouldn't be there. The only reason he's there because they're winning. And they ain't even winning because of him. They're winning because of the, the team. But Chris Paul, I feel like Chris Paul shouldn't be there. He's only there because of his name. 
Kyle Like everybody else are having are having great improvement years, but Kyle Lowry is literally having the same type of year he had last year. Really the same type of year he's been having. You think they value uh winning too much? You think people value winning too much instead of individual performance? I ain't even gonna say they value winning too much. I feel like it's when it comes like you know, giving out awards and selecting, like, you know, like, the players for, like, all-star games and stuff, bro. I feel like they take that into consideration. I feel like they take it into consideration a little bit too much, like. But then it's all, because then, bro, like, I get it, because at the end of the day, it's a team sport. It's a team sport. So, of course, like, you know, but just because, like, you're a great player doesn't mean your team's going to be winning. Like, most of these players that's on teams, just these great players that's on these teams that's winning, they have great supporting guys. Like, they have great role players, you know what I mean? And every team can't have that. So I think that, like, there has to be more of a, more of a balance on the individual stats or, like, the individual success with the team success. There has to be more of a balance. Which is why I don't get why they give out a finals MVP. I've been thinking about this, like, give out a finals MVP. And usually it goes to the best player who's been, like, you know, usually goes to the, or, like, even, like, it goes to the best player who, quote-unquote, played the best in the whole series. But even with that in itself, it's part of something because how do you, what do you, how do you judge what's good and what's bad? You know what I mean? Like, they say, like, I'm real of the Warriors because they go through this a lot. Like, as far as, like, with the finals MVP, how special the one in one year or Diggy won it this year. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so just because, like, you're, you're just because like the team is winning don't mean you're like a great individual. That's 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 what I'm that's what I'm trying to say. Just because your team is winning, that doesn't mean you're a great individual player. Now, Scotty, for All Star Weekend, it's been announced Dame Lillard will be performing. Scotty, how excited are you? And not not too excited. I mean, <laughs> wish it was somebody. I wish they had somebody like Kendrick. They had J Cole last year. I wish I had somebody like Kendrick, but I like Dame. Though. I like Dame because Dame one of the only few ballers that can actually hoop and rap. What about Shaq? Either one, either one or the other. Oh yeah, Shaq too, but Shaq old. Remember when Shaq exposed Dame? Dame got him back though. <laughs> Dame got him back. I ain't gonna lie, I was rocking with the Dame just tracks more because it was more real. Shaq's <laughs> was more funnier and entertaining. But Danes was like, Danes was facts. Like, oh. I was like, real zip up. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to tune in, though. I love Danes. I like Danes. I like his swag and his personality. Like, and his approach to, like, the game. And the fact that, yeah, like, he can rap. He can really rap, bro. Like, bro can really rap. Like, bro has a little Wayne feature. What are the, like, artists, what are the basketball players you know, bro, that can that make music and literally have a feature with, like, one of the goats? That's true. I'm pretty sure LeBron could get a feature if he wanted one. Yeah, but LeBron can't. He can't rap neither. I know LeBron can't rap. <laughs> yeah, the fuck out. Actually, you should go listen to it. Scott, Scotty, I want to thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Oh yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. And coming up next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. I'm going to tell you the reality that NBA fans need to realize. Coming up next, after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Oh, we're back with Barbershop Sports Talk, and I want to thank, once again, my brother, Scotty, Scotty Johnson, for coming on the show. I always appreciate when Scotty comes on. Now, the 76ers, right? When we were, when we were talking about this, and it's really interesting. The 76ers, they're the sixth seed in the East. Teams that are better than the Philadelphia 76ers in the East. The Milwaukee Bucks, not totally surprising because... 
Well, the Milwaukee Bucks have Giannis and Kumpo, and they were had the best record in the league last year. Miami has a better record. That's surprising. Uh, Boston has a better record, which is surprising. The Indiana Pacers have a better record, which is surprising. The Toronto Raptors have a better record, which is surprising. And people have been talking about this, how Al Horford said there's some issues in the locker room that you can't make public and all this stuff. Something isn't right in uh, Philadelphia. And I don't know whether it's Brett Brown, uh, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris. I don't know what is wrong. But when you have two guys that talented in Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, and you're literally the sixth seed, a team in the Indiana Pacers, who've been without their best player the whole year, basically, have a better record. We think, I'm going to tell you this, in terms of tiers, if we're doing this, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid are better basketball players than anybody on the than anybody the Boston Celtics has. You would take Joel Embiid over Ben Simmons and Jalen Brown and Kimball Walker, and you'd probably take Ben Simmons over all of them. You'd take Ben Simmons over anybody on the Indiana Pacers. Victor Aladipo, you'd take Ben Simmons over him. Toronto Raptors, you take you take Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid over Pascal Siakam. You take Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid over Jimmy Butler, even though Jimmy Butler's proven people wrong this year. Lord have mercy. But you would. Yet their team is drastically underachieving. They're not even like top 10 in defense. We thought this could be the best defense in the league. You have Ben Simmons, all-world defender at point guard. He's 6'10". Joel Embiid at center. The best defensive big man in the league and one of the best rim protectors in the league. Tobias Harris, solid defender. Josh Richardson, one of the better perimeter defenders in the league. Al Horford, one of the best defenders in the league in guard positions. Like, Al Horford's a beast. Yet, they're mediocre. They're average. They're eh on defense. Something is not right. And I use this analogy all the time, right? And there's a beautiful woman. Nice looking. Super nice. Super smart. But she's 30. And she hasn't, and she's not married. You know, there, there's something wrong. There's something wrong. Right? You, you know, the, the things often, you know, <laughs> when you realize it's like 2 plus 2 equals 4. 2 plus 2 doesn't equal 7. So you have to think about, why did 2 plus 2 come out to equal 7? Like, what is messed up about this equation? Like, I'll, I'll tell you a story. Just talking to my friend about this last night, uh, and he found out, you know, there's this girl, right? She always posts weird stuff on her Snapchat, and uh, we find out that, uh, and we think she's kind of weird, right? But but she's beautiful, right? Very attractive young lady. And me and my friend, we, we kind of find we find it here from another girl that uh, nobody really likes her. Now let, let, let me go back. We find out that her friends make her doesn't have a lot of friends walks home by herself from parties and, and you would think what 18 to 23 year old male wouldn't want to walk home a very attractive girl on a Friday or Saturday night right like you you would think that everybody would be like hey let me do it or what girl because you know girls stick together right girls that go in the bathroom together places right that they would you know who like why why would this be the case and we thought you know what that is very strange that's very strange. Like, I can walk by myself because nobody's going to snatch me up, hopefully, right? But why is she walking by herself? Like, just, you know, stuff doesn't add up. And she seems nice, beautiful looking, right? She posts weird stuff on her Snapchat. So, like, okay, uh, that, may, that can be a little bit like, you know, just weird stuff that doesn't make any sense and, like, nobody really cares about. And then we find out. Circul rumor circulate, right? Another girl. She's like, you know what? Nobody really likes her because she's too blunt. Says stuff she's not supposed to say wrong time, wrong place, not the right person. I'm like, okay, everything's making sense. Like in Philadelphia, it's all making sense. It's like you can think about Shaq and Kobe. How did they win seven rings? They only won three. You have the best guard in Kobe Bryant, the best big man in Shaq. It's, they coexist perfectly. It's not like you have LeBron and D-Wade in Miami. They both do the same thing, drive to the basket. You literally have a guard and a big man. You have a perimeter player, paint player. Fabulous. Great chemistry. How did they win more championships? Oh, yeah, they didn't like each other for a long time. Why isn't Philadelphia winning? 
because there's something wrong, and we don't know what it is, but eventually it will come out. And Jimmy Butler left Philadelphia for a reason. He said there's personal reasons that he can't get into, but there's something wrong. Trust me. Two plus two, let's say this again. Two plus two equals four. If two plus two ever equals seven, you need to go back and do some research because something ain't right. Now, it's also really funny too, and I didn't ask Scotty about this. Me and Scotty always have these conversations. Scotty's a big NBA guy. I'm more of an NFL guy. I love the NBA too, though. Scotty thinks that the NBA, and a lot of other people think this, that the NBA will one day surpass the NFL. And for those of you out there that think that, I'm gonna I'm gonna read you some stats, right? Because numbers never lie. Numbers never lie. The NBA Finals this year, well, this past year, Toronto versus Golden State. Guess what its ratings were? An 8.8. Guess what the Super Bowl ratings this year was? 41.6 million. 8.8 million or 41.6 million? Let's round the 41.6 to 42. Oh, hell. Actually, let's just add it to 40. Because you're still getting blown out. A 40 to 8 basketball game is a blowout. A 40 to 8 football game is a blowout. A 40 to 8 hockey game is a blowout. 40 to 8 in any walk of life, in any game is a blowout. You are getting dominated and handled. But hey, let, let me tell you this. The highest ratings the NBA Finals has got it last decade or so. A whooping, a humongous, gargantuan. 11.6 in 2017. The defending champion Cleveland Cavaliers up against the new Kevin Durant Golden State Warriors. And that got an 11.6. Do I need to say more? We're still at 41.6 for the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is the biggest event in... American sports, and you could say sports in general. There are people that don't watch sports, that don't watch football, that don't care about sports or football, that will watch the Super Bowl just because of the commercial, commercials. That will watch it just because of the halftime show. My brother knows nothing about sports, and I guess, I guarantee you if I ask him, hey, John, who performed at the Super Bowl this year? He would say, I know. He would know. He'd be like, J-Lo performed. Everybody can talk about their favorite commercial. And here's the brilliance of the Super Bowl, too. It's the only television event in a cord-cutting world that we live in. Everybody's on Hulu, Netflix, you know, no commercial. Quickly, instantaneous. It's the only cable television uh, show that we have in, in America, for sure. Maybe even the world, where... People won't try to click through the commercials. Think about that. People watch the commercials. I know people that will leave the room if they don't like the commercial. People on YouTube, they always press skip. You know, skip ad, skip the commercial. People will pay to not, to not listen to commercials. Television networks will have, we have this special series going on. There will be no commercials. People actually want to listen, look, hear, take, and consume commercials. That's the beauty of the Super Bowl. It's appealing to everyone in every walk of life. NBA Finals, not so much. And you have LeBron, who can make an argument, is the biggest North American sports athlete of our lifetime. And for sure, since Michael Jordan. And still, the NFL brand, Super Bowl, it dwarfs that. By a lot. Over 30 million. It's not even close. So next time somebody tries to say, hey, bro, the NBA is going to be more popular than the NFL, you can just laugh. Because right now, the NFL is not really threatened by the NBA. The NFL's biggest problem is itself. The only thing that will ever lead to the downfall, and it's right, the only thing that will ever lead to the downfall of the NFL will be the NFL. Won't be the NBA, won't be Major League Baseball, won't be hockey, it's the NFL. Now, once again, like I said, I want to thank Scotty Johnson for coming on the show. I always appreciate Scotty coming on. I want to thank all of you for listening to me today. 127th episode of Barbershop Sports Talk. I was going to be at 130 moving up in the world. Going to have another Kobe Tribute podcast probably next week. Sorry, we didn't have it uh, 
today, but uh, I thought it'd be better to do it next week. So we're going to have that out for sure. Make sure to listen to that. Probably we'll have it out on Monday, either Monday or Wednesday. I'm, I'm debating it, but probably Monday. And once again, I want to thank everybody for tuning into this episode, the 127th episode of Barbershop Sports Talk. Take it off, fast break, take it off.